he hasn't produced. Work and wait. Come kick it in the break room. And here we go. Oh, she's a beauty, that number nine. Episode nine of the break room. I'm Tommy. Joining me as always is at our East underscore easy with a Z Rex and at Samuel underscore Murphy 20. Sam, gentlemen, how are we doing? Rex, how you doing? Uh, not sleeping, but it's the best time of the year. It is March, college basketball on all day, every day for the next coming days, so life can't be better. Sam, how about you, buddy? Um, I'm doing all right. I had a little pep in my step today. You know, I was reaching 60 in Indy again. Uh, got the grill out, grilled some pork chops for dinner, had some Ooh. bush light with uh, while I was grilling. Felt like summertime. Bone uh, in or boneless chops? It was boneless this time. Just yeah, okay. grabbed the whatever whatever I could find at Meyer. So okay, okay, okay. I still like it though. There's nothing wrong with grilling in March. We got out on the field today, dude. You're not kidding. Little pep in the step, little extra ju- uh, juice uh, in the in the juice box today. Uh, speaking of juice in the juice box, JJ Watt with uh, a couple extra coins in his pocket, thirty-one mil to the Cardinals. I didn't even know he was in on the Cardinals. I mean, did any of you guys hear this name floated out there in the rumors? No, it makes sense with the connection, I guess, to D-Hop. I think, I guess, Hop just recruited him over there. But, yeah, there is, like, rumors of teams he put in his Twitter profile. There's teams that people were leaking. I don't think anyone had the Cardinals on the list. So, good good for him. I like it. Yeah, I didn't didn't expect it to – I didn't expect him to land with the Cardinals, nor did I expect him to announce it as hardo as possible um, with the way he did it. So, I I mean, it's it was the most J.J. Watt announcement of all time. It was. I like it. I like it. I'd rather have the athlete do that every time than fucking Twitter dude who lives in his basement. Sorry, Shams. Ah, this dude is assigning with the Pelicans. Like, I liked it. That, that was so much cooler. I if agree. He, I agree. I would much rather it come from the, the 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 player, like like how Trevor Bauer announced his signing to the Dodgers in a YouTube video. But like JJ Watt in a squat rack with a Cardinals T shirt on. Source me. Yeah, like, exactly. He's I'm such a fucking JJ, hardo, dude. I'm you know all I mean? here for it. No. What is it? What is a more JJ Watt way to do that? If there was Fort Minor in the background. <laughs> Wow, Fort Myers. I did not think we'd get some off-brand Lincoln Park in here today. <laughs> that is, that's an elite reference. I that mean, is, Cardinals have to be one of the teams that are in the running for Hard Knocks now, right? Gotta be. Gotta be. And to go I mean, nine and seven with not with improving the roster, but not really doing much too. Yep. Cliff Sexberry at the house. I, I was thinking about this earlier. Like it's, I think. If I had like a top three right now, it'd have to be Cardinals, Patriots, because no, you can never get the Patriots on Hard Knocks ever, or Jags. I feel like the Colts. Jags are a sneaky one. I want I want it in the Colts locker room. I want to grill Carson. Colts would be fun because you know no. Mac, Mac. You know McAfee would make multiple appearances. I would be on Hard Knocks then if if. The Colts are on hard knocks. I Why would, would you sure be to, on hard knocks? I would make sure to get like down to the little tryout. Or the, you, like, uh, you would shriek at training camp is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it for the brand. 
And sometimes uh, in uh, BRK DWN right across my ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it now, just like the sprinklers, a football, and then Sam just full sprint shirtless. Sometimes the August heat gets too much for these fans. <laughs> uh, I gotta get my summer body ready first. Though. Oh yeah. Uh, does this make the NF- NFC West the best defensive division in football, in your guys' opinion? It makes Russell Wilson want, want to leave that much more. That's pretty clear and obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, and Nick Bosa in the San Francisco defensive line twice a year. Like, I don't know if this makes the Cardinals like that much better on defense because J.J. Watt will play like five games the entire year and then be done, so – uh, I mean, <laughs> you're you're coming for JJ Watt's throat tonight. Dude, I don't I don't like him. I mean, I've had to play him every year, uh, twice a yeah, year. Yeah, you should so. be happy. He's out of your division now. I am, but like, I still don't think like he's a little overrated. Like, he's he's not as good as he once was. That's for sure. And we're treating it like there's some fair. people are treating it like the Cardinals are just Super Bowl contenders now when really it's like what Rex said, they're going to go nine and seven instead of eight, seven and one. That's fair. I'm, I'm with you there. I saw well, something. Well, it's going to be nine and eight now because seven oh, yeah. game. I saw something. It was like, if you weren't with us at eight and eight, don't be with us at eight, eight and one. Exactly. <laughs> what were you so saying? Rex? Doesn't that like hamstring some of their signings though? Cause I know Hassan Reddick is one of the linemen that might be on the wrong side out. Was Chandler Jones the other one that could be on the wrong side out? Because that contract is way too much for Watt. Like, sure, his health you- hasn't been as good as late. You can't really knock him for that. But the amount of money he got seems a little absurd when if Hassan Reddick leaves the door, every single football team in the NFL that has a brain should be going after him to get him on that roster because Hassan Reddick is a beast. So here's my thought behind the contract. Is it possible that the Cardinals are are doing what I call the Francis, Francisco Lindor effect? Or I'm sorry, the Frankie Lindor effect. I'll get into that later if you guys want me to. Um, where you're not necessarily paying for the production on the field, but you're also paying for the butts and seats factor, the, the image of the organization factor. So when they are out of the playoff race at, you know, seven and eight going into week 16, um, that they might, you know, want, like people are still going to come out and watch the Cardinals because of JJ Watt and, and the image he brings. Is that possible? What, what, what boasts or boosts this contract a little bit? No, I, I mean, it's, it's JJ Watt like year 10. It's not JJ Watt like mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. three in his prime. Like you're not gonna see him do something spectacular every single time he's in the vin- or in the game, like you did whenever he was in his prime. So I, That's fair. I you could get that with a quarterback or a big name receiver or someone like like a Nick Bosa or an Aaron Donald, but not with not with JJ Watt right now. Turning 32 this month, two year contract. So sure, you get the butts in the seat for two years, but. Spend that money on people that gets D-Hop and Murray more attention than a 32-year-old. That's a complete stopgap. And that's where I think I'm going to keep saying Hassan Reddick, where you guys might not know 
the casual fan might not know who Hassan Reddick is, but I think he is easily a top 20 edge rusher in the NFL. Also, is J.J. Watt uh, worthy of, like, being a guy you unretire at number four? No. I feel like – well, that's what they're doing. But I feel like that's, like, star quarterback comes in. Who was 99 for the Cardinals? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was – I was listening to a part of my take earlier, and they said that they retired somebody's number for J.J. Watt. And, like, the daughter came – daughter of some uh, deceased player, like, Said it was okay. Marshall Goldberg. I also have Google. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like if, if Deshaun Watson went to Green Bay in some alternate universe and, like, he wanted number four, I'd say you give Deshaun Watson number four. Oh, see, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of unretiring numbers. I'm just saying, like, that's the caliber player you do it for, not J.J. Watt. Uh, it wasn't the Arizona Cardinals in 1940. Valid point. Yeah. And that's before the Super Bowl. So it's kind of just like no also one cares and no point. one also like cares about their stats anymore. Rest in peace, Marcus Goldberg. I'm not trying to be an <laughs> asshole, but no but. one alive really – I don't think anyone alive remembers Marcus Goldberg tape at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Staying in the NFL, Chris Sims dropped his quarterback rankings today. He had uh, Zach Wilson, number one, Trevor Lawrence, two, Mac Jones, three, Kellen Mond, four, Justin Fields, five, Trey Lance, six. I'm going to bite my tongue and let you guys fight this one out. Uh, Was it a quarterback that lucked his way to the Super Bowl, released a shitty quarterback list? Is it really that surprising here where – I think this is another one who just wants to get their name in the crowd, go gain 100,000 followers on Twitter, get people to yell at him. Full clout move to get Zach Wilson up there, get your Aggies butt buddies up in there as well, and then just completely dunk on Trey Lance because, sorry, 45 NDSU fans, like he doesn't care about you. I mean, Chris Sims, I feel like, has enough clout already. Granted, it's for his shitty takes. But, like, whenever I saw this tweet, I think it was less than an hour after he had tweeted it out. And he had, like, a 1,000 retweets and over 10K quote retweets. Like, it has to – Zach Wilson had a Trevor Lawrence. Like, there are already idiots out there saying that. But Kellen fucking Mond – Kellen Mond as a top four quarterback? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like, this guy sucks. I've watched Kellen Mond for four years. It took him seven overtimes just to beat LSU, and he had to get, like – he never beat Alabama or any of the big schools. Like, it took him seven overtimes to beat LSU. And so, like, I I just don't see it. Justin Fields should go punch Chris Sims in the face for this. (laughs) Chris Sims – See, like, I I think it's a hard thing to say he's chasing clout when he is, you know, the level of that he's at. But to your point, it is for his idiotic takes. And this list is idiotic. I don't mean it's not it's not NFL season. No one's talking about Chris Sims. No one's checking out Chris Sims Twitter for any legitimate takes. So let's get back on brand. Let's give out the shitty takes again. Let's get it rolling. 
Fair enough. Anything else to say on this list, gentlemen? I just Why is Mac Jones fan. three? Yeah, that's bad too. What did you say, Sam? I was just saying I hate the whole Sims family because Phil's the reason we have Tony Romo calling games and Chris Sims is being a dumb fucking idiot. Yep. And then you had Mac Jones three. You want him higher or lower? Much lower. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you weren't making a case for him being two. No. Um, <sighs> SEC schools are planning to be at full capacity in the fall. I mean, I'm also planning on a sports car showing up in my driveway tomorrow. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Is, is that analogy too strong on my end, Sam? Um. No, I don't think so. like it was hard enough for some schools just to get like 25% in with everything going on. I get like the vaccines out and everything now, but even if everyone's vaccinated, I find it hard to believe that we're just going to go straight back into full stadiums. Granted, the SEC might be the only place in the world that's doing it, but I I mean, Texas is back open now. We're probably going to see just all, these, all these schools just be like, fuck it, we want the money. Just come on in if you want to come in. Look, I'm not going to debate the, the, the COVID whatever. But like you said, Sam, a lot of places were struggling with 25% capacity. I find it hard to believe that in over the course of the next five months, we're going to be able to make up that 75% gap with ease. Well, we already know the SEC schools weren't following the 25% because you paid a $100,000 fine, regardless of how many more people it was over, if it was one person or if it was 100000 over. So that's kind of where, I mean, I'm going super positive here and just thinking the world's going to hopefully by summer get back to a normal mood. Golly, it's going to be safe. So. It's going to be safe. We're going to be seeing it. And the outdoor stadiums are the ones that stand the most chance because it is outside. So that's where I think 100 is very ambitious, but I do think we do see at least three-fourths, especially in the SEC for this upcoming season. And if you if you say you're doing full capacity, you absolutely have to allow tailgating. You absolutely. Can't, you, you can't do you, – you, you can't do – 100% capacity and then, but oh yeah, you can go cram in here, but not in the parking lot. I would, I would expect it to be like opposite first. Just be like, we're going to allow tailgating. We'll do 50% capacity, but you can tailgate. Interesting. Like I, I think fans would be more on board for that. I would. I know SEC schools like go very hard in the tailgating. Like I've been to plenty myself. It's, another world down there like it i would expect i was kind of expecting that to be first but i mean if they're gonna go for full capacity might as well just shoot for the moon i guess even if you miss you'll end up among the stars right you have that I mean, on a painting somewhere in your house sam don't even lie to i me. don't i don't <laughs> i don't allow those uh quote paintings in the house just above the grill yeah <laughs> College basketball. Rex, you said you're not sleeping. Uh, what's keeping you up nowadays? Everything. The plethora of amazing games that were on Tuesday night 
it was just you couldn't have enough screens type of night to be watching it where Baylor WU went to OT. This is where I want to open up to you guys. We talked about how Michigan, Ohio State, that Sunday game a few weeks back was the game of the year. In your guys' opinion, was does Baylor WU take the cake there and we now have the best game? Or is it just recency bias on my end? I think anytime you have a top three team, or, see, this is tough for me, especially as an Ohio State fan. I think anytime a, a, a number one team or a top five team goes to overtime, it automatically is in the conversation, whereas Michigan, Ohio State ended in regulation. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say, yeah, game of the year. I'm going to say it, game of the year. I'll agree just because what Baylor, West Virginia had – as opposed to Michigan Ohio State didn't have Michigan Ohio State didn't come down to the wire. Yep, that, that like that's it, what I was getting at. Once that behind the back pass, like breakaway and one happened, that game was over. This game, it was two top six teams going back and forth down the stretch. Neither team was missing. It started at like five o'clock on a Tuesday, which gave you like the March Madness vibes and like just a random big game starting in the middle of the day. This is the game I came out of retirement for, um, threw some money on it. But, yes, it was absolutely the best game I've watched all year. Are Does, you back in retirement? No, I I, I hit the bet, so. <laughs> <laughs> we won. We won. Does the rivalry element of Michigan-Ohio State, which, boy, that sounds backwards to say Michigan first, uh, does that element – add to the argument or change the argument at all? I don't think it does. I just think the quality of play and it was legitimately where the team that had the ball last was going to win that game because both of the defenses aren't cakewalks, but you just saw an offensive showdown where if it was one-on-one, it was beautiful. If it was a set play and you had a nice rotation, you had a back screen and there was a lob, it was beautiful. It was just every possession. You could not wait. You weren't scrolling on Twitter to see what everyone was talking about. You were just locked in as a casual fan. Yep. I uh, was I was actually like I almost shit my pants whenever Baylor threw out of bounds and gave West Virginia a chance at the last shot. Like I was freaking out. It would have been an early retirement in March if that would have went the other way. So I texted my mom, huge basketball head, varsity high school girls basketball coach, it was all – yeah, that pass was fucking terrible. Should have never been thrown. It's more on the player who didn't make an effort to go tip it. Yeah. Get any amount of time off that clock. The dude just watches the sale of his head and goes, uh-oh, and if he tips looks it, like they're going to go play defense now. If he tips it, they have to inbound it from the other end of the floor too, So and they can't yep. like run the baseline. So, yeah, yep. like that, you have to at least make an effort, and that guy was just like watching it like it was a hot air balloon. So then, for all you guys who, after you're treated to that, if you wanted to get into to some gross conference tournament, maybe not gross, but the Horizon League, we had three overtime games, and the game that didn't get the overtime was a buzzer beater. We got a Cleveland State alum that had to sweat through. Yeah, we Was do. it three, three overtimes overtime. against the Mastodons, which low-key – might be one of the best college mascot nicknames. The Dons, the Mastodons, and it's just a big ass elephant. I'm yep. completely here for Is that Fort Wayne? For, yeah, yeah, Purdue Fort, Fort Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. 
So that's what I was about to say. You had that matchup. And I mean, I'm not going to try to break down any of the games because I could go <clears throat> way too long on each one. But you had overtime well, we- thrillers. You had Wright State below a 16 point lead where the analytics said the safe lead was reached. And t- only two times, this was the second time in Ken Palm history that a safe lead was reached and then a team lost. Damn. Do you know analytics, the first time? analytics, nerds said the game was over. Sports, people, eye test, game was not over. Wisconsin, Milwaukee had some shit to say about it. Take one that, nerds, and I'm one of those people who like the numbers. Take that, nerds. Do you know the other time? time? Mm-mm. No fucking clue. I I, I remember reading it this morning. Only one comes to mind, and I don't know if this was Kim Palm era, but like the year that Texas Tech came back like 12 from 12 points down in the tournament with uh, less than a minute left, I feel like that was a safe lead that was blown. That could be up there, but yeah, I don't (laughs) remember any clue what it was. Can we talk about the end of that Cleveland State game, that triple overtime game? The dude that's seven foot two that's played six minutes the entire season. Forced a turnover. In. Yeah, they put him in to guard the ball, and you saw the entire bench doing jumping jacks with him. Dude, there's no fans in there. That I know. was one of the greatest things I've seen because one huge bench mob fan because biggest dream in life would be to sniff any Division One basketball court in my lifetime just to be on the bench mob end. You got to bring the energy when it's empty and. They got up for their boy that they knew, hey, he doesn't get that much time, but he's going to make a difference on this one play. He made a difference on that play and got them going to the next round and might get them to March. So love to see the enthusiasm, the passion from the Vikings. Can we also talk about the seven-footer banking home a three with four seconds left in double OT? Imagine having the Mastodons plus seven and that goes in. And everything else that had to happen, thankfully, it didn't die in overtime. But just imagine having that ticket. And I've had some bad ones. I had the Pepperdine where they lost in triple overtime this year on a plus seven. But I was praying for everyone because that's probably one of the roughest beats in sports. Well, you told (laughs) us, you, you sent our group text during the day. You said, stay away from Cleveland State tonight. And, and credit to you, because even though, like I said, I, I, I put this back after the game. I was like, even if I would have bet Cleveland State money line, that game would have taken years off my life. Yeah, I just wasn't feeling it that night. Like what the Mastodons could do. I'm not going to get into the analytics here, but I knew they would keep it tough. And yeah, that game was pretty awesome. And if Baylor WU didn't happen that night, we'd probably be talking about that game a lot more. Yeah, agreed. Agreed 100%. Baylor, West Virginia had a bad beat, too, because wasn't that four-and-a-half spread and it ended at five? Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, the hook hook or the one-possession beat in college basketball is the worst thing, and Baylor had opportunities to make the last shot and just didn't go. So, yeah, anyone who had that ticket, that's rough. Yeah, it's a tough one. My big Uh, loss of the night was on Michigan, so, like, that – that was a loser from the opening tip-off. So, like, does Illinois – is Illinois making, like, a, a push for Final Four noise, like, outside of championship? Championship noise, my bad. Like, do they do anything for you outside of Gonzaga or Baylor? Well, if Io DeSumo doesn't play, who I think 
deserves to be on the second team All-American, if not first team All-American. They're undefeated without them and probably played some of their best games, which I think has been the strangest thing to see. But yeah, they're going to be a one seed. Uh, as long as they keep the game close against Michigan, they don't even have to win the game coming up. As long as they keep it close, they're easily a one seed. So they can definitely make some noise because the combo of Kofi and uh, Io, that is two first-team All-American people. They're putting it together at the right time. Maybe they got a little hot too soon, but I think you're right on, Sam, that they're a team that no one wants to see right now. I put a little feature on them for uh, at plus four hundred to win the Big Ten tournament today. Look at you! I'm back, baby. I'm Big back. Ten. Big Ten Jordan, Sam. Jordan. Uh, Jordan press release. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Time to pay our troll tolls. Uh, I'm gonna lead off. I got two. Number one, impulsive spending. Um, I, you guys. Saw me in the in the pre-show, like just sitting here on the video call, just playing with a glove. Um, and I bought myself a left-handed catcher's glove today. I, I understand I'm coach, but like this thing's pretty. I love it. And then I was I was walking to the checkout counter, and oh, this this hat just started staring at me. You know, you can't just you know not you can't break eye contact with a pretty hat. So guess that's going on the ticket too. Um, and, and sure, let's put in a bid on eBay. This is kind of my second troll toll um, because uh, March Madness coming up. I'm, I'm all over the Twitch machine. Got to play March Madness 10 with Gus Johnson on the call. Uh, I had it for the 360. Don't know where the fuck it is in the apartment. So it's yeah, so we're, lo- we're lobbing up a bunch of bids on eBay. I'm probably going to end up with fucking six copies of this game. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you on the hat thing. Like, there's so many like golf pro shops that I should have just never walked out of with the hat that I end up walking out of with the hat. <laughs> Sam, that is my life. That and is my is, life, dude. It's it's always like whenever you're just if I can just walk to the counter and like check out, like pay for my tea time and everything, that's fine. The moment I have to wait in a line, I'm buying a hat. It's absolutely happening. I've got a basket in my closet right now, just hats. So, yeah, I'm with you, Coach. You can keep shedding them all you want. <laughs> Who else is a troll hole? What was your second? That was my second. I ended up with five oh. copies of NCAA 10. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have a bunch of bids out on this fucking game. I yeah, swore I, I had it. I know I have this game. I just have no idea where it's at. Yeah, I've got one uh, – so I went to the grocery store yesterday and did like the first extended trip I've done in a long time because normally the the girlfriend goes. Um, extended people, trip? What do you mean extended trip? Like the whole trip, not just like going in for a few things, like getting everything. But people standing in just directly where you need to be. Get the fuck out of the way. What do you like? Oh, okay, in, in the aisles when there's like space to like park your cart here, park your cart here, and then walk down the middle. Like get to a point to where, especially if you're in like a crowded aisle and you stand there and look for a minute at what you're looking at, like comparing the Meyer brand barbecue sauce to like the Sweet Baby Ray's, like it's not that big a deal. 
just look at the price. If you, if you really need to look at it, go to somewhere where you can stand and look and you're not in everyone's way. I mean, yeah. Not These good. people just, like, we need special grocery stores for them. <laughs> Sam, there's that saying that think of the dumbest person you know and there's most likely 50 dumber people than it. That one really kicks into effect where common sense ain't that common with most people. Yeah, it, and like even if if I have to look at something, I like make sure to go out into the larger aisles where I can stand and everyone can go around me. I'm not in anyone's way. I don't want to be that guy because I'm normally wearing headphones in the store. I don't want to like be in everyone's way. Yep, I, I I throw the AirPods in and I get get in get out as quick as possible. I don't I don't understand people now who don't shop with headphones in. Like, I don't want anyone talking to me. I don't want anyone saying anything to me. Who's talking if, to you at the grocery store? What psychopath is talking to other people the workers. at the grocery store? The oh, workers. I'll, I'll throw the workers a, hey, how are you? I don't if mind I'm, that, even oh, with the I'm headphones saying, in. I'll say, hey, I'll say, how you doing? I'm not, I'm not here to have a conversation. Because I've been on the other side, and I feel like if I do anything other than, hey, or hi, how's it going? Like it's it's just pointless at that point. They're so annoyed with you. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Rex, you got a troll toll? Nah, no troll toll. But I kind of want to troll Sam for his lock of the weekend. So Go that's ahead. what I've been dying to hear. Oh, dude, this is this is my college basketball gambling strategy: throw shit against the wall and hope it works. What's the lock? I just threw Illinois. I just took the biggest game I found I could find for the weekend, which is Illinois at Ohio State, and I said Illinois money line. And Rex, See, no, he's smart because my lock of the weekend is the same or midweek is the same as Sam's reasoning. Sam has one of the three hottest teams in college basketball. He's eyeing, and Illinois is definitely one of them because without Io Desumo. They look like fucking Baylor and Gonzaga out there. Makes zero sense, but just roll wild tot, keep doubling down those chips. Mine is, you got to be listening before 1 o'clock tomorrow, but the second hottest team in America is your St. Joseph's Hawks, and they take on Jordan's Minutemen, and you know those Hawks are taking down the Minutemen because we're 4-0 since Ryan Daly's gotten back. It's the A-10 tournament. There's no better conference tournament there, so that's where you can back the the Illini, you can back the Hawks, both underdogs, and make some nice change off it. All right. Yeah. So this was kind of like the dumb football fan in me. The I saw I didn't know what like St. Joe's was doing until I saw it on Twitter today. Like they were what one in nine or something before this kid comes Whoa. back. We are one in thirteen. You don't have to be throwing rocks. I didn't. At places I knew. Where... I knew it was double digits. I was just. I didn't know. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. Like it was one in whatever. And yeah, then I watched one, and I watched over double digits amount of Hawks games because it brings me back to the time when we we're dancing when we we're in the lead eight. But yeah, we were dancing there when I was in college, so <laughs> it's a great time. But yeah, keep ragging on the Hawks and how the best <laughs> player in college basketball who should be on a first team all-american because you see what happens when he comes back he brings a team from 111 back from the dead there we go any ryan daily talk ryan daily this is talking ryan daily uh anything as we close boys 
The hawk will never die. The hawk will never die. We sleep in mid mid April, right? The minute the torment's over, I'm sleeping for like two days. I'm hibernating. <laughs> we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys Monday. Have a good one. We're out. See ya. Up in lights, he just wants to be.